0: The following is brought to you in part by Patrick McLaughlin of Douglas Elliman Real Estate. And by a donation from the Melissa Cohn Group with William Ravis Mortgage. More information at RAVEIS.com. dot com. Tumbleweed Tuesday Ain't nobody seen around Yeah, I love Bridget and Bill that seems
1: like that done left his town <laughs>
0: <laughs> On a slow, sleepy, and perhaps hungover Sunday in September It is Labor Day weekend This is Air Hampton with Bridget and Bill Pass the Tylenol We are here for the hour
2: And with our one-man band Jim Turner over there Making up stuff
0: Yeah, we got our own song
2: Yeah, we did Thanks, Jim That's About time us. That's, That's going
0: to be expensive Give me the finger, you know so, Give me the <laughs>
2: finger, there
0: you go <laughs> Boom Jim, how was your summer? How how was your summer vacation?
1: Well, I'm still in it. That's right. How was it? Well, I'll tell you, they really worked me, and I raised my notch. I got to the next level. Lots of gigs, lots of playing. Long story. It was hard. It
0: was hot. A lot of money, a lot of sweat, a lot of fun. Wow, we asked, didn't we? Well, the notch has been raised. It is uh, the end of the summer, and yet uh, Patrick McLaughlin, who's uh, one of our frequent guests, will tell you that September is the new May in the oh, Hamptons. Everything's He's the saying, new something. Well, I can't I'm things sorry. just stay the
2: way they are? Damn it.
0: Don't you want, you're you just jealous. You want to be the new something.
2: Well, I'm the new, I'm the new, I'm going to be 60 and that's the new 40, oh. I've heard.
0: Oh, I, maybe I, for I that some up. it might be. Uh, no, no, you look amazing. <laughs> well, listen, no we, one would, people show, listening to this on the radio would not
2: believe would not know that, that i could be anything I know, I like to that. say, it. I like to say, I'm, I'm going to be 60 and people go, no. But I think they just are being polite. But listen, we've got a great, uh, lineup today very different it. September potpourri because we just couldn't kind of come up with a really good <laughs> theme this year well we weren't supposed to admit that well I, you know that's what, what my wear my heart on my sleeve yes. and on, <laughs> in my tongue so yeah there it is yes. um, but we have Stephanie Krikorian coming on today who is an incredible writer <sighs> and uh, you know I really love this she's um she's the one of the best ghost writers in in the universe, but how do you prove something? like that? When
0: you that? see Casper or uh, <laughs> no, no,
2: right. any of those, Bluebeard,
0: any of the not great not ghosts, the haunted that's Because they clearly have. No, that was a, that was a bomb, right along yeah. with Oppenheimer, yeah. but oh, in the in yeah. the wrong way. I mean, yeah, that was that was <laughs> we're going to talk, by the way, to a filmmaker.
2: Yes, we are. Memphis Myrtle. He's an independent film uh, producer, and he his films get made. Like they like he's, he's what's a, that su- like? He's <laughs> successful exactly. <laughs> what the hell? And then we have your friend and mine, Ben Douglas. main prospect yeah
0: now I when we when we say how did we spend our summer vacation I was doing stand-up at his main prospect and he is a very innovative East End restaurateur he's gonna tell us all about what whether or not in the fall you can still get into restaurants obviously you can get more easily into places but are uh, the pop-ups for example are they all still here he also runs a million other businesses out of that space in Southampton. they're all fascinating and yeah. they all involve local talent and uh, he keeps people employed year-round so we're going to learn a little bit about running restaurants on the east end of long island uh well off while, season. You were, while you
2: were you know busting your ass doing your with your flop sweat stuff on the <laughs> on the stage on wednesday nights i was like <laughs> uh, sitting and, and meditating and doing uh Ayurveda stuff up at Kripalu.
0: People who follow you on social media be- could become very alarmed at some of the at, at how candid you are about what you're going through and what you're feeling. And you've been in the process of becoming a a, a Zen yoga person.
2: Yeah, it's actually really funny because our first guest Stephanie Krikorian wrote an amazing book called Zen Bender, where she went on like a bender trying all of these all of these things. And I think. Maybe I'm in the middle of a zen bender myself. <laughs> she
0: also wrote uh, last month about pickleball. Am yes. I the? Are you and I the only two people that don't play pickleball? I don't even know what pickleball is.
2: I mean, I I hope pickles are involved because I love pickles, but <laughs> I don't, but think, I don't think they some, are. And I then I'm, I'm very curious there. as to why it would even be called pickleball. Why would you tempt me with promises of pickles and just have balls? <laughs> If, That's, anyway. wow. That's outrageous. Wow. 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 I did. Okay. Wow. I
0: think we just proved this is NPR where you can say anything and there's no, <laughs> no <laughs> editing. Uh, so
2: yeah. so uh, should we call up our first guest? What yes. Are you gonna do? Do you uh, in the meantime,
0: else? ask your doctor about Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill. And if they like the show, please get a second opinion.
2: Definitely.
0: <laughs> Introduce us now to uh, the great.
2: Stephanie Krikorian, who is Stephanie. a writer. She writes about... Uh, Everything, but but we're here in particular to talk about all things Hamptons. Uh, had a piece in Vanity Fair last month. You're writing for. Um uh, was it the New Yorker or what? New- I did a piece New- for New York. I do. I'm a contributing writer for Vanity Fair. So and I Oprah. A uh,
3: long time ago. Long time. I did ago. Some Oprah. And this summer,
0: But you're here
2: anyway.
3: <laughs> it's still on your bio. <laughs> <laughs> that was. That was a. Yeah. Yeah. That was a while ago. But yeah, yeah. New York. I. Um,
0: when did she stop? When did you stop being one of her favorite things? What happened there? <laughs> give I us wrote the- one
3: of her favorite things. Oh, you did. It, it was a headband. It This was like. I mean. It was 75 words, so I probably got 75 cents or something. for. <laughs> and it was, uh, they were taking pitches on favorite things, and it was a headband. Headband, they like you, sweaty band. So like sweatband.
0: You, you found the headband, pitched it to her as a favorite thing, and that's how she puts I that feel, list together? I feel
3: like that's the way, but now I'm probably going to be banned from... <laughs> fired <that. it> again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't fired. I can't, fired I can't twice.
3: remember, because this was really like, I want to say like 2011 or something like oh, that. a long time ago. Yeah, and they were taking items, and then you would... Pitch the items, I think, or something. Are they? Yeah,
0: but I'm I, so naive. I always thought those were Oprah's favorite I bet things. Many
2: of them are. I bet many of them <laughs> are. Look at the back panel. I've got, I've got bad news for you. I used to edit the Penthouse letters, and let me tell you something. Not all those letters are real. I'll oh. T- what? Oh, I used, that's. Disturbing. I used to edit the Penthouse letters. I, the style sheet was amazing. The
0: stepmom <laughs> doesn't come home and find. The, all right, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> a nose Where's for sex. I know. Term? Well, we took a term. Bridget. She's feeling did.
2: free and easy today. Uh, but your article. Can we? Can we get the uh, graphic for the the If you're
0: listening to this, that? it's from Vanity Fair. It's yep. about pickleball. What? Ha- how did? What? What's? The, who was the first pickleballer? And how did this become a national? maybe international phenomenon.
2: Do you play it, by the way? No.
3: Ah. I have never played, but I think after this, the woman I wrote about in this article um, has offered to give me some lessons, (laughs) so maybe I'll consider it. But it originated in the 60s. A congressman in Washington State, kids were bored, friends were over, and they pulled out... um, Ping pong. Ping pong, yeah, and a badminton net. So it was really not based on tennis, apparently. It was more based on badminton. So it was sort of this mishmash, but it really only seemed to get popular you know 2020 or so and now it's
0: And what insane. ball did they use in the 60s in Washington was I it don't a even tennis know. ball with with
3: I don't ping even know no it wasn't a paddles? tennis ball it was like the a wiffle ball yeah, I
2: think oh, so cuz wiffles were big in the 60s yeah
3: it was oh. a real mishmash you know and so and now out here it's like crazy everybody's playing oh I know. pickleball I know. so th- so your article was about this woman it so being an equalizer equalizer so it's a because, funny story okay. this woman um she someone told her to play and she liz is her name with L I Z Z Z. yeah three L-L, z's
2: that's <laughs> right not a typo
3: and she
0: because she puts people to sleep
3: i don't know so, <laughs> she doesn't she's a real firecracker and she plays every day sometimes twice a day and there's a public court in southampton and she shows up and she says nobody talks about what they do there's no status here you just play and so she ends up at the court one day and she's paired with this guy yeah. and they're playing and she's bossing them around because she's an expert by now and hustle, man, let's go, get to the court, whatever. <laughs> and he's a, he's a NHL <laughs> hockey player. He's an oh. athlete. So it's a great story. But it, the thing is, she said it's like there's a Bentley parked next to a pickup truck and it's this one free status, you know, statusless place where people just to Well, let's be clear.
0: There are plenty of private uh, clubs and yes. and courts out here as well. Yes. So it's not I mean it's great a a that public. there's a, there's some public ones, right. but it's also been embraced by the stupid rich who just need another thing to do it's and it's brag
3: not about all rich and stupid. stupid that's true. Right. But I even st- stupid poor people too. Stupid okay. okay. ones are putting the courts in at their houses on their estates. Yeah. They're but, dropping six figures to build their own to, Wow.
0: they're smaller than tennis courts. Yes. So give us the specifics of this oh, uh, is just it? Just
3: for breaching my expertise, but I'll try. But I think there you do two pickleball courts on tennis court. So a lot of people are lining you put the stripes down yeah. on your I have no idea what you're talking courts. about but sure. <laughs> and you,
2: yeah. So, Sports. The, so sport balls. Sport,
3: yeah, and the guy okay. I talked to who does the courts, he's like I'm not doing barely doing tennis courts anymore. Every three calls a day. Coming in to build pickleball
0: courts, and it's two courts because, like that old Jewish joke about the the two synagogues. I wouldn't be caught dead in that synagogue. They built two of
2: them, <laughs> so they wouldn't. They only but play on one I of the mean, courts. More than you're more than just pickleball, Stephanie. You, you, <laughs> oh, I certainly hope so. I, never play. <laughs> I promise you that you are. So yeah, right. For the
0: record, pickles are not involved.
2: Yeah, right. I, I know. Much I, I to I the just distress. Made pickles. I just pickled some cucumbers, but you that, did? Yeah, I did. Wow,
0: some you some bread can butter. pivot, baby. You are good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It away from the
2: sport I'm not playing. What else are you you working on? Anything else Hamptons related? Oh, yeah, that's sort of. of, I really
3: have a lot of material with the bad behavior of rich people of the Hamptons. Yeah. It sort of never ends. (laughs) What? Can you believe it? Your column,
2: isn't it called like Hampton's Problems? Yeah. Okay, that's what they give it it as.
3: They give it the title Hampton's Problems. And, um, you know, I talked about the overwatering of. It's a very small group of people who overwater and are, you know.
2: They're lawns. Overwater yeah. the lawns, yeah. let it all like it's, yeah. it goes out in the street. That does me nuts. Or when, yeah. when the little sprinklers are, like aren't aimed at anything and they're just like gushing into the street. I'm mean, like, come on. Yeah. Have I mean, you read Dune? We're all to gonna have that? those crazy eyes. I'm washing eyes. the streets. Give me a break. They're wearing like things around our neck with sucking water out of them. Yeah. They obviously haven't read enough Frank Herbert. So, and yeah. Anyway, they're,
3: they're draining. I mean, they're using all the water for Suffolk County, like fifty.
2: Oh,
0: wait, are we facing, like, California, some kind of a a, drought? Well, we
3: shouldn't. So the interesting thing I learned on this is we should never. We should have water out here for generations and generations. There's an ocean
0: right over there.
3: And they (laughs) built all these systems that that should be filled. But last August, it was hot and dry, and it got very low. This aquifer got very low. And they were like, okay, now it's like severe drought conditions, and we're in moderate, so...
2: Oh, gosh. Uh-oh. Is this, a, this like, one aquifer that serves, like, all of, of Suffolk County, right? Isn't it under the Pine Barrens or something? I, that, I don't yeah. know exactly where it, it is. is,
3: or there's a series it's of... About-
0: So please, please buy plastic
2: bottled water. Use that for your lawn. Wait (laughs) a minute. Now we got another problem.
3: (laughs) Or let your lawn look like mine, which is like garbage. It's like straw. Or just
2: do what Bill does and just drink bourbon. Just
3: drink bourbon. All day long. Wouldn't the grass like that maybe? I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, that was one. And I did a story for East Magazine on um, that property at 44 Three Mile Harbor that used to be like there was a pretty big disco scene out here in the city. I remember Mellow Mouth and Jag. And Jag.
2: JAG was after Mellowmouth, yep, I think. Yes, it was.
0: Wait, this is not Canoe Place that was like a no, disco no, no. in Hampton Bays and no, then a crack house. I, no,
3: okay. no, no. But This, this was a series. Mellowmouth was the By the way,
0: that Canoe Place. It's well, fancy well, now. Is uh, brought it to you by It's great. Exactly. Crack. And it's super <laughs> fancy now, <laughs>
2: yeah. You just lost all of your. Yeah, yeah.
0: We, we're <laughs> supposed <laughs> to have them <laughs> as a guest next month. Yeah. But no, it's lovely. It's This
2: is Three Mile Harbor. This is right with Three Mile Harbor and like Agabonic Road, like separate it's it's always been a nightclub. The Spur was there for a while like all kinds of
0: Oh that little it was Jean-Louis for like yes. 5 Philippe. minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yes. yeah. Philippe. So what So, what's, Philippe. 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 so what's going on
2: there? Well,
3: it was set to be demolished and built into retail and this future is still sort of up in the air based on, you know, the town, but I drove by the one time I'm out at till One in the morning out here was I did a bar. Oh, the timer. one time. yeah. I, I'm home by nine <laughs> and I'm driving by, and it was clubby again. There was a whole crowd of kids and whatever. But you know, the story I basically talked about the inflection point like the moment where the Hampton shifted was after Jag. I think Mellowmouth was like hot, yeah. yeah. And then it started, the car, fancy cars started to arrive, and the money started yeah. to come in, and then it was just a series of crappy
2: clubs one after the they should next. salt the earth I, i'm yeah. sorry but so what's going is somebody else's okay we don't we know we don't what's know. happening TBD. So, tbd so now that we're in sort
0: of officially off season although i i think people uh continue to rent things beyond labor it beyond shifted. this weekend into yeah. september and some people even in october so they can go to the film festival and blah blah, blah, blah. uh what David are the
2: patrick said that september is the new may
0: september is the new may I which think. you I, I stepped on yes <laughs> you did. um but
2: i heard you okay no, no. sorry patrick so well,
0: uh, no we lose sponsors left <laughs> and right on this show gonna,
2: that's that's uh, september potpourri no
0: more sponsors what's the headline off season out here is it really since COVID a year-round place to live and do we have hampton's problems <laughs> all well, that's, year long
3: I, I wrote about that that everybody's sitting on the beach maybe two years ago and somebody's like looking around and it's september again and they're like nobody's effing leaving and they weren't and so it's it feels very extended i feel like i used to sit on wyborg beach and there'd be three of us till like 10 at night now it's packed and everyone's pulling up with pizzas and you know (laughs) and i think the whole thing has the vibe has changed a little bit. they've extended and people did get called back to work but i think three days a week and so mondays and fridays they're out here they come screaming out and so I do think, like, it goes, oh, I yeah. think through December we're busy
2: out
0: here. So Tuesday um, is the new Monday. You love these. <laughs> Tuesday is the new
2: Monday. Stop. <laughs> Just new Friday. stop. I'm going to get so confused. But Jim Turner played us in with a song of his own uh, devising, which is about Tumbleweed Tuesday. And that's used to be the day after Labor Day. It was Tumbleweed Tuesday. I mean, you could lie down on Main Street, East Hampton, and take a nap. And wow. no cars would hit you. Not
3: now. And no, it's just crazy. So I think it's been a busier summer. I don't know if you guys feel that way, but I feel like the traffic was busier, getting in anywhere was busier.
2: I, oh, absolutely. I don't know if we're
3: all kind of back to like parties are back, and events are back, and galas are back, whatever goes on, auctions and all these yeah. things out here. Auctions, yeah. season, I mean, I really sake. hope
2: that that right. it's that it helps businesses stay in business. Mm-hmm. That's yes, you know that's that helps true. our our it local. Season our local employers and employees. The masks came off, they
0: tried to convince us that people were traveling this summer, but as you just pointed out, I think it was more crowded uh, than than it's ever been, so.
2: I traveled enough for everybody. (laughs) No one likes a (laughs) bragger. I know. Anyway, Stephanie, it's great. Um, If people want to look you up or see anything, do you have a handle or something?
3: I'm Steffi Crick on Twitter and Instagram, and my website is stephaniekrikorian.com, which if you can spell it. K-R-I-K. A-R-I-K, yep.
2: And great. So we look forward to seeing more articles about Hampton's problems. As long as we're not one of them. Yeah. No. Oh, well, now
3: I might have some material.
0: don't a minute. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having
2: me, you Stephanie, guys. Stephanie, thanks so much for You're coming on. You're welcome here anytime. Thank you. We love, and love problems. We'll stay in touch. We'll, in touch. <laughs> Super. we'll have a, a cup of, not water, like tea. Super. Okay? Thank <laughs> you. So much. Bye.
0: So Ask your doctor about Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill. If they like the show, please get a second opinion. You are listening to Air Hamptons. It is uh, the long weekend. It is uh, Labor Day weekend. So I can't believe summer's over, and some will say it's not.
2: Oh, but, uh, well, yeah. I mean, some. I mean, but September stays warm, yes. So <laughs> it kind of feels like summer. Yeah. It's just that school, people go back to school. That's
0: yeah, School. Remember Actually. school? No. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh,
2: anyway, Jim, you want to play a little music for us while we bring on our next guest? Yep. That would be you. Uh,
0: so we're going to go to the movies for a little, uh, which is, you know, as a favorite, as a critic, one of my favorite topics to talk about. And this is a friend of yours who is a filmmaker. And uh, he's going to tell us, what do you think, think of it? of Barbie and Oppenheimer being the number one movies of the year so far. Is right? that good or bad thing?
2: I know. And just how how to go about getting films, uh, getting their distribution and everything. It's such a different... Thank you, Jim Thanks. Turner. Jim... Thank you. Jim
0: Turner, available to score motion pictures, and that's perfect because...
2: We have Ramphus Myrtle here, an independent film producer, one of my friends, and just a lovely guy. So
0: Ramphus,
1: how's, how was your summer? Welcome to the show. Wow. It was... <laughs> uh, well, first, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm it's glad you It's great you're here. to be back in the Hamptons. Uh, I have had an incredible summer. Uh, we started with... Uh, summer technically starts, what, May or June? Out here at the end of April if it's not nice how about. the
2: hell do I know that okay. September is the new May go figure I think it's just summer year-round so. well
1: started summer then I guess in France at the festival de Cannes oh you yeah know, that was a very good experience we did the international launch of Ramfis productions really? yeah how what was the know? best movie you saw at Cannes
0: were you able to get to anything
1: I saw this movie called Kennedy it's uh, like a gangster Indian film that takes place, I think, in South India. Uh, it was my first time that I walked the red carpet in Cannes. It was my fourth Cannes, and um, we were in the VIP box oh, cool. with uh, my 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 buddy Kerry uh, did a favor for the director and he scored some really cool tickets and. It was uh, it was quite the experience. Yeah, you, know, Did you get a ten minute ovation at the end, like they say everything it can does, even and I lousy so, movie. I think it was seven minutes actually. Like, you know, <laughs> so it was like seven minutes. Yeah. But yeah. you have
2: a couple yeah. of um, projects that have been have come out this year, Unidentified Objects, which I believe yeah. we have a clip of. If we could possibly line that up, uh, yeah. tell us a little bit about uh, this before we go to the clip.
1: Yeah, um, uh, Unidentified Objects is uh, a little person, road trip, queer adjacent, sci-fi film. and Another uh, one? I know, right? <laughs> Good one, Phil. And uh, stars a little person, you know, not Peter Dinklage. <laughs> you have, um, do you always have
2: to say that every time you say little person? It's not Peter Everyone
1: Dinklage. always thinks, like, you know, he's like the token Couldn't person, get Dinklage. You know, so, <laughs> I mean, we did try. Uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, it, and we we did the film festival circuit for a little over a year now. We've played all over the world, I think, like, close to 100 film festivals. won a lot of awards. We played, like, in SIGES in Spain and at Fantastic Fest in Austin and OutFest in L.A. And just done really well. And it's such an amazing, beautiful team. Our writer, director is Colombian. Our other writers from L.A. and is such a diverse team. Well, I want to talk um, to you about
2: that because you have a real commitment mm -hmm. to diversity, um, you know, queer, uh, people of color, all of that, and clearly little people as well. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk to you about your mission. But if we can go to that clip, that would be great. This is uh, a scene from Unidentified Objects, the film.
1: Do you have a car?
3: I need a car. You want me to let you, a person I do not know, drive my car to where? You know, you'll get a tummy ache if you keep reading in the car. Don't ever talk to me like I'm a child. You wanna know who and or what I am, Winona? I am a homosexual dwarf in a world with little to no patience for bodies that are not of a highly specific make and model. I don't think I've
0: ever seen uh... You know, like, uh... What? You know, like, like, like a... person, people like like you, you know?
4: Like, like in person, you know?
1: <laughs> you and
4: me, and sometimes other people, are more than the one or two things that they do. is where they live. And then two days ago,
3: I saw them again. I promise that this will all make a lot more sense when I can show you. Show me what? The abduction site. The abduction
1: site.
0: Screw anybody trying to control my reality!
4: Hello? This can't be real. None of this is happening. The world, it does not want us!
3: too long I'm about to flash your tits
0: hey no no I was I was kidding
1: <laughs> who were the actors in that scene uh, that is Matthew Jeffers uh, the lead actor um, and that's Sarah Hay uh, Emmy nominated actress uh, and they're so kind so creative such a pleasure to work with um, they were also producers on the film as well does it have distribution? the film forward? actually came out uh, earlier this summer oh, you know yeah. like I would say this was a, so, a yes, phenomenal summer happen. so <laughs> it came out in theaters um, they throughout North America and uh, it's now on VOD you know or streaming you know can watch it
2: so I want to talk to you yeah. just about the idea of, of being a producer. Obviously, I come from you know Hollywood royalty, so what? to speak. Really? Shut up, shut up. I know I bring it up a lot because that's my that's my cash. That's what gets me in to the parties.
0: Okay, you're here now. all of
2: them. Um, anyway, but my grandfather, being you know Mervin Leroy, producer, but he had the you know the power of Warner Brothers or MGM behind him when he went out for these projects. You know he read Gone with the Wind and you know called David O. Selznick, "You need to produce this." It is not that game anymore. How Did you even start to produce a film? I mean, how do you get people to give you money? How do you, you know, how do you choose a project? Everything is just so overwhelming to be a producer.
1: Yeah, I mean, I started as an actor first and um, I wanted to have control over my destiny. And being an actor is like playing the lottery. You know, there's so many variables in order for you to get the role. And sometimes it doesn't matter how great you are, Um, sometimes it's relationship based or maybe you don't match like the actor's you know parent or or child or you know so um, I had met this incredible actress that was you know looking to create her own material and it inspired me to to do that as well and I went to her LA premiere and I met um, the late John Singleton and Tim Story and a lot of just Hollywood greats and they're really receptive to me being like a filmmaker as opposed to just being an actor. So when I came back to New York, um, I started making my own stuff. And in the beginning, the stuff I was making was uh, material that looked like me, you know, like content and creatives. And, you know, so it made sense. And along the way, I noticed a lot of like my female colleagues having the same struggles. So, you know, I started making a lot of female led stories with female teams. And then along the way, I noticed the same thing with my queer colleagues, you right. know, having the same struggles. And um, that's how I kind of defined my brand, you know, telling uh, stories from marginalized communities, un- unheard voices. And um, earlier this year, we launched, I rebranded and launched Ramfist Productions, you know, because of my hasten heritage, I really leaned in on Caribbean material, uh, scripted and unscripted, and just making stuff all around the world and in terms of like finding fu- funding and financing, you know, I'm the guy that goes to Art Basel, you know, right. because the my logic is that if you could spend, you know, 20 grand, 200,000, 2 million, or 20 million on a painting or 150,000 on a banana, yeah. you know, <laughs> right.
2: you know and, and a piece of duct tape. Don't get yeah, the, yeah, the duct tape. Yeah.
1: You can definitely invest in film and like this perfect example, Last Art Basel, December of 2022, you know, I went to this like little taco shop in uh, Wynwood, which is like yeah. this really trendy area of Miami. And there was these two women sitting across from me one of them said hey you look really interesting you know, I don't know if you do look
2: be- interesting right? i
1: don't know if it was the beard or the the wood earrings but she's like hey what do you do i'm like oh i'm a filmmaker she's like i'm a filmmaker too i'm like oh okay which kind of stuff have you made and so like, well, honestly i'm not really a filmmaker i invest in movies i'm like oh okay oh, you're exactly me. who i've been looking for <laughs> And I asked three her like three days hey. later, you got out of that conversation. No, <laughs> well, <laughs> they held you there probably. About actually a month later, I had a film premiere at Sundance. She ended up coming to Sundance and hanging out. And she's like, hey, I want to invest. You know, like, How I awesome. want to, you know, so you just built a relationship. So I kind of go hang where, like, money hangs with money and money knows money, mm-hmm. you know, so I go places where, you know, I could find it? money. You know, well, yeah, that's why we're together. We're both poor. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Which brings us, of course, to discussion of the Hamptons, because I've met you out here, and you are a frequent, frequent flyer in the Hamptons. Is that? Love of the place? Is that relationship? Is that a bit of a combination and looking for investors?
1: It's a little, it's all the above. above. D, all the above. (laughs) And have you had a film at
0: the Hamptons Film Festival?
1: You know what? I have not. I've had films play in Long Island, but I haven't had anything at the Hamptons Film Festival. I've met the head of the Hamptons Film Festival. Like, usually they want like a premiere, and the thing is that, like, if you play at Tribeca, you can't play at the Hamptons, you know, so it can, it's like, Everyone wants to premiere in New York. So it just hasn't worked out. Well
2: you know, speaking of Tribeca, thing. didn't you just you, did you have a film at Tribeca? Yeah,
1: I had a, a film called Bad Like Brooklyn Dancehall. It's a documentary film that follows um dancehall music and how there's fourteen parishes in Jamaica. They say the fifteenth Parishes in Brooklyn. <laughs> so it follows Saggy, you know, he's an EP on it, and Son Paul and many like great artists from the dance hall world. Um, so that was just like a few months ago.
2: That's you amazing. Know. So now you, I know that you're working on a documentary about a charter school in uh, Massachusetts. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: So it's actually a narrative film, you know, but we might have a documentary oh, too because we shot a lot of sorry. BTS. Right, right, right. It's um DVD bonus. Do they have those
2: anymore? I don't know. I think we're a little outdated. I
1: still actually buy DVDs and collect DVDs. Good. Big fan of that. You're
2: um, well, then we're still relevant, darling, <laughs> okay?
1: Uh, yeah, no, we saw it in Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, the name of the film is called Urban Ed. Um, it's based off true events. It happened about 10 years ago. A school called uh, New Leadership went under. The uh, Board of Ed pulled its funding, and all these kids in this charter school had to go to another school that was overpopulated, it was run down, they got bullied. So we were shooting in a school that was recently shut down this June. Um, so that different. was going through the same thing. It was the sixth school to happened in the state of Massachusetts. So um, the writer-director was a teacher at the school. So he actually played himself in the film. Oh, wow. And we casted actors from the community. We hired people from the community. And the Board of Ed has gone above and beyond to try to shut the film down. You know, we lost our first location because mm-hmm. the Board of Ed made some calls, sent some emails. And then they tried to pull our second location which was the school that was already shut down. So the school is just kind of like, no, we're gonna let them shoot because this story needs to right. come out. So we're actually gonna be going back in October to shoot the fall yeah. scenes and we're gonna be going back in December to shoot the winter scenes. So it's still ongoing. Yeah. We have most of it in the can um, and it's just a really important you know, story. In most
0: message. charter school stories are heroic and about how they're doing well. What's happening in that
1: in Massachusetts that they're having to close? um well if you follow the money you you know like uh, you see there's a lot of uh, corrupt you know people involved and uh the board of ed um had phantom numbers meaning like students that don't really exist um and uh someone came in to clean house and do everything right and uh, let go of teachers that were not certified because apparently they just put anyone in um, and as he cracked the whip, um, the Board of Ed, you know, decided just to pull the funding and everything. And it, it's affecting predominantly schools with black and brown, you know, people, of you course. know, so.
2: If you're just joining us, we're talking with Ramphis Myrtle, independent film producer. Um, Ramphus, if I can just pivot away from that for a sec, because we don't have, we have about five more minutes left. Um, you and I connected because we have a very um, spiritual side and and can you talk about that a little bit because yeah yeah.
1: definitely yeah we met uh two years ago summer of 2021 in the hamptons at an event um and you came right up to me and
2: and you said something like i know who you are yeah i I did my research and due diligence
1: on you i knew that you came from a very powerful lineage of Warner Brothers, See? and uh, that yeah, was right. one of the, the <laughs> things that really stuck out. Um, but uh, my responsibility as a human being is to leave the world touch-moved and inspired, and I do that through the films I make, speaking engagements. But my spirituality is really important to me, and you being a Salmon really drawed me in yes. and me wanting to get to know you and bond and build with you. Mm-hmm. So that's our connection, yeah. which is... Well, r- you have
2: this wonderful... Uh... You have a wonderful spirituality about you. You have a wonderful energy. Uh, do you put some of that down to your Haitian heritage?
1: Um, you know, I, I grew up Catholic, um, and I am still Catholic, but I lean more into my spirituality. And I want to say that um, my spirit guides and my energy healers is really help me you know like find that lane and my mother you know she was born in haiti grew up in haiti she's very spiritual so she's kind of like my mentor you know my hero your mom so, and your
2: sister are adorable i know both of them as well so yes they're very crazy.
1: spiritual as well so i come from a an amazing family and lineage what are some um, of
2: your favorite films what are your wow. and cheese movies like a movie that you can put on when you i chicken.
1: watched the crow like the crow. almost every month man i, I love <laughs> i own it on dvd by the way so i watch it on dvd or in streaming but yeah. the crow is there an audio commentary uh, by anyone on that that's a good question <laughs> um love gladiator watch yeah. gladiator all the time so funny.
0: whenever i'm flipping around and that's on i don't know how i get sucked into it every, every time, time right? all the and the great stories off of that film about like oliver reed and uh, who passed away in yeah. the middle of it but they were able to cgi him and put the voice of somebody else in there A lot of great little side stories there. We came out of uh, a huge, huge August with uh, a little thing called Barbie, I don't know if you heard about it, and Oppenheimer. Were you pleased that those were not franchise movies, that they were original, as original as Barbie could be?
1: They were new ideas? Um, I mean, I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan, so, um, I mean, it's expected. Anything that he does is very successful and it's done very well. And um, I'm glad to see that people are going back to the movie theater. Yeah. Because um, when I go, I try to go, you know, once a week. Um, Sometimes it's only five other people in the movie theater. I remember seeing Air earlier this year, which was a huge budget, you know, about – the Michael Jordan you know story and film. Nike. in Nike and right. um, it premiered at South by Southwest and just didn't do the numbers yeah. you know and um, I remember going to see it and the night I went was pretty full so I thought it would do well but um, I'm glad to see that Barbie was able to break the box office and uh, um, Christopher Nolan did his thing yeah. you know as well.
2: So you travel around a lot. I mean, just from what you've said, you and I know that you're uh, heading to Mexico City and uh, and all of that. So you know you you just travel all over the place. So you are always do you attend a lot of these film festivals with products in them, or are you going to hope that that you get something?
1: In the um, I always go to a festival usually either with the film or a speaking engagement. So yeah, I've been everywhere you can imagine, I've been to London a few times this year. We had a film, actually unidentified Ob- objects, played, you know, in London early this year, and then I was at Cannes for the launch of the company, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and going back to London again, you know, to speak, and in India to speak. Um, going to
2: India to speak.
1: I'll be speaking in Goa, yeah, at yeah. Film Bazaar, yeah. Have you been there before. Be my first time in India. I've oh. never been. Can I'll I meet you at.
2: there? We can go on a spiritual <laughs> we'll, journey
1: we'll together. We'll carry luggage.
2: We're,
1: we're coming. <laughs> I think that could work. I think uh, that could work. We could make Memphis, it happen. I'm
2: so grateful that you came on and joined us, at, you know, and it's uh, September. Here's hoping that it's cooler and less traffic. And, mm.
1: and let's get time. a film of yours into the Hamptons International Film Festival. We, yes. we can we work on that. I have a few things that, you know, we're going into production on. So that's great. Definitely want to submit. I do want to give a special shout out to my friend Melissa Cohen. I... I didn't realize she was a part of this. Oh, yeah?
0: Either. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. one of our underwriters.
1: And so has she helped fin- mm-hmm. put together some of the financing? For some um, of the so what did. I didn't say was I used to be a member of the Friars Club in New York City. Oh, and she was uh, the one that puts my application in. So we oh, developed right. an amazing right. relationship. I know mm-hmm. her and her daughter very well. Oh. And uh, she was actually supposed to come to Layla's potluck. Um, oh, yeah, last, you know, oh, um, last week, whenever that was. Um, <laughs> well, she usually does it the first of the month. <laughs> right um But yeah, Sarah Alvarez, her daughter, and I are very close. So yeah, oh, I had great. no idea that it was tied in. I'm like, oh my Sarah god! Sarah's a
0: guest on a yeah. show we do called Weekend Live that we just wrapped this weekend. We did it all summer long about what's happening in the Hamptons uh, mm-hmm. during the oh, summer. Yeah,
2: Sarah was on a lot. So yeah, yeah that was great. Wow, well, small we're world. all connected. Yeah. Right. Forget right.
0: Kevin Bacon. It's six degrees of
2: the Myrtle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks and for joining Ramfus, us.
2: Thank you so much. And if people want to look you up, I guess it's Ramfis.net. R A uh, M. Well, Ramphis
1: Productions. So. Ramfisproductions.com Ramfus. is the new website. Ramfis.net is still live, okay. but I push everyone to Ramfis Productions. Ramf,
2: it's R-A-M-F-I-S, Ramfisproductions.com. Yep. Okay.
4: Great. we well, documentary
0: so out of this show. Maybe it's just me, and I know who'll do this the soundtrack. Jim Turner, play us out. Thanks for joining. Thank this. you for having me. Good Success. From the most expensive zip code in the United States, but you can't prove it by the building we're in, we are Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill. Oh, I
2: want to do one. You're listening to the award-winning Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill, proof positive that judges can be brought.
0: Yes, we did win it. We came in second place in some kind of a Long Island media. Yes,
2: video entertainment. But you know who was in first place?
0: Everyone else. No,
2: your friend and mine, Gianna Volpe.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. She sat in for you a couple of times on Weekend Live, I know. and we had uh, our next guest as a, as yes, one you. of our guests on Weekend Live. Thank you, Jim. Ben oh, Douglas is a restaurant tour. He's uh, a rack on tour. He's doing almost everything you can do in Southampton in one location. He's had uh, Hannibal's. Uh, gatherings. He's doing stand-up comedy. Hannibus? Cannabis. Hannibal Yes. It's
2: like Hannibal Lecter. And Wait, did Hannibal? I say Hannibus?
0: Yeah. Oh, we, we talk about serial Hannibus.
2: killers. You it's very hill <laughs> high and talk yeah. about serial yeah. killers. Perhaps
0: I'm yeah, on I cannabis right know. now. I know, <laughs> about, I know that I'm <laughs> not, but it sounds like maybe. <laughs> a, hey, Ben killers. Douglas, welcome to Air Hamptons. Yeah.
2: With it's Bridget great to and have Bill. you on. Lovely to see both. Yes. Yes.
0: You say Bridget and Hill. No. Yeah. Bridget
2: Hill and Don't make fun of his speech impediment.
0: No one hasn't. I know. impediment.
2: Anyway, so main prospect, you have been just, you know, so busy this summer. Uh, do you are you going to continue with that this like this fall? Do you have plans in like in the making? I can't speak right now. You well,
4: Bill, Bill, will well, tell, you you tell you, I always have tied. plans. Am, but, uh, I'm tongue
2: tied by the, Ben Douglas being on our show.
4: The uh, yeah, you know. Uh, when we built, uh, uh, when we opened uh, Main Prospect, you know, the idea behind it was to be open the nine months of the year, uh, <clears throat> focusing on that, focusing on locals. Uh, so yeah, we'll continue with our jazz night, with our comedy night that Bill, we feature Bill McCutty as our host. I'm obviously. so sorry. They have ripe tomatoes right there. And we'll give them we to do. you and they get, heaved at me and then they he turned them into grown. a grown.
2: Hamptons yeah. grown ripe. Yeah. yeah. Ripe tomatoes and yeah. then we get the bill sauce.
4: Yeah. We we, we, we we make sure we have the best tomatoes.
0: <laughs> so what are the greatest challenges year round in having a restaurant in the Hamptons? We we hear always that it's getting help. That that you have to basically
4: the smart ones employ people year round to keep them. Right. Correct. So that's what I do. And it's been difficult. You know, there's housing issues, so on and so forth that stemmed all from the pandemic. But, yeah, getting good help, quality help uh, is uh, is difficult for everybody out there. You know, we we, and we still very much deal with with a seasonal industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does. It is better, I would say, than it than it has been uh, prior to 2019, 2020. Right. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, it is still very seasonal. So it's uh, it's it's capturing in, in what we do at Main Prospect, it's creating and bringing back hospitality the way it should be, which is why we have so much programming. We do, like I said, the jazz night, the trivia night, the comedy night. It's a way to continue to entertain people. So that they come, you know, instead of doing what a lot of restaurants do, which is welcoming you in, charging you as much as possible, right. and kicking you out in 90 minutes, we right. enjoy folks to <laughs> stick around and and enjoy themselves like Jumanji. and their family. There's a pool table. That's right. We have a pool table. There's we have an arcade. Family games. Yeah, yeah, okay. for the kids. So, so parents are. Enjoy that because the kids can go into the arcade room and and they sit at the bar or at their table and and have a glass of wine. Well, and then it's
0: a, there's a private cigar room upstairs, so the kids get introduced that at a very young age. And
2: that's a, <laughs> perfect. They do. That's wonderful. Yeah,
4: they have many. Baby's first uh, humidor. Yeah, th- that's
2: right. <laughs> um, ben, so before this, you were, the, uh, you were doing the you were doing the concessions at Cooper's Beach. Did sure. you have a brick and mortar as well, or or what? Did you kind of
4: jump into this feet first? Sure. So I've so I've opened uh, a. bunch Bunch of restaurants. I've worked around the the country: uh, Miami, L.A., Vegas, New York City. Uh, my wife and I own two bar restaurants in Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm familiar with the the brick and mortar concept. But when in 2017 we started doing Cooper's Beach, which was great because for me it was coming back home. I grew up in Southampton, and really, uh, I mean, Cooper's Beach is you know always in the top three, top five beaches in the country. So right. it was a really cool opportunity, and and for me it was it was being able to do something in my hometown. Mm-hmm. So then, so then, fast forward, pandemic happened, so on and so forth, and we had sort of said, well, we didn't want to pay thirty-two thousand dollars a year for pre-K in Brooklyn, right. so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move back home. So uh, so we so we moved home, and I was presented the opportunity to uh, to open up the old John Duck space. So it just kind of made awesome. sense. The landlords are amazing to me. I have a. Quite honestly, I have a below market lease, so, uh, <laughs> and so your, we're excited.
2: And your food honors a, a bit of your Vietnamese heritage? Is that a bit true?
4: of the Vietnamese heritage, uh, Asian culture in general. Yeah. You know, out here on the East End, you have a lot of places that have fantastic food, but in terms of diversity in that cuisine, it's it, it's a little uh, – there's, there's a desert of sorts, right? Where do so, you eat out? what's Where your favorite restaurant when good... you're not at your restaurant oh that's that's giving good a shout i always out to other people i always enjoy eating in my local community, so i always enjoy uh going to the fellingham's of uh of Southampton. uh but but i do i i will say that you know throughout my all my travels i i do believe that the hillstone group is phenomenal so i do go to east hampton grill quite often i mean they wow, they're training been there program, for a while now yeah. too. And you know they're all over the place, right? right? So they had Houston's, and they have South Beverly Grill in, in California. So their concepts are always consistent and always the same. Their training is phenomenal. So you know, what's everyone them is your weight person. No, correct.
0: no one person. Have, yeah, right. I, I. I i think that's a great concept i, yeah, I think I they get you in and out a little quick yeah. there which because you know, so many people are waiting on you but yeah
2: before before mcdonald's was as huge as it is now when it still had like thirty seven thousand sold you know served or whatever <laughs> on sale. there uh, you know, instead of billions yeah. of millions yeah. Of yeah, served, yeah. my dad always wherever we went i mean if we went to pat when one opened in paris he would go and he would order the french fries and he would just he marveled at how they tasted just like the French fries in New York. So that consistency, and of course my father was a restaurateur as well, and he just said, you know, most of their food is crap, but they can yeah. do this no matter where you that's are right. how do they do this right. how do they
4: do this right and that's what so, we yeah. we try to do i think that all restaurants uh regardless on the east or in general try to do right they want to have that thing that craveable item um and certainly be consistent across their entire platform or their entire menu offerings
0: do uh, they have to be as expensive as they are does it really cost a lot more to get the materials out here i know a lot of things went up during the pandemic that you couldn't get yeah but everyone complains about how every year everything is more expensive now i not to give you a a, yeah a little push but yeah your restaurant is very reasonable thank you Uh, but most of the places get the knock on them is well we're not going back there it was it was, Oh,
2: I mean, I I feel yeah. like it's, it's, it's
0: it was, yeah,
2: it's like vituperative how, how expensive the prices are at some of these places. I went out with like two other people, and my husband and I don't drink, and it was almost thousand dollars. Hold the on, ten. I'm Googling. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, that's interesting because I was at a, a restaurant not too long ago out in Montauk, which shall remain nameless. But I was, my wife and I were sitting out back, and we were having a glass of wine, waiting, and this table that that was. Um, had already sat, had their kids go out and play by the water a little bit, and then the dad came out and said, "Sophie, your forty-two dollar uh, pasta's ready. Come and get it." You know, and, and I had sort of laughed about it because exactly of it, because of exactly what you're saying, it's you know it, it's a combination of things. Things are more expensive, right? Since the pandemic, that's a given across the board, inflation, so on and so forth. But on top of that, we do deal with high rents out here. Even my rent, which is like I said, below what I would believe the market rent is, mm. um, it, it, it's still expensive. So so yeah, some of those prices are warranted. Uh, but in a lot of instances, I believe that it's on the onus of the Operator to look at their order guides to do cross uh, purveyor uh, comparisons and negotiate better pricing and pass that discount on to the guest, which is what we try to do at Main Prospect.
2: So, what are some of your your items that just fly off the? Because I'm starving right now. Sure. I, I wanna so, hear okay. About food. Right. Tell so, me let's something. ramp it up a little bit. Yes. So, tell me so, about so we food. have
4: a duck confit Repas that we do. Uh, wait, wait, duck
2: confit what?
4: Arepas. Oh, arepas. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my God, like, uh, columb-
2: like the pancake that's things? That's correct, I love yeah.
4: Okay. Uh, we, do, um, we do the uh, wagyu dumplings, mm. uh, which come with a edamame paste with it. It's, yeah. it's delicious. We have everything from duck and waffles to your traditional steaks. Uh, we have a 21-day dry-aged uh, strip. Yeah, we've got or a little pizza, bit of everything. Or pizza, the, yeah. At the oh, bar. for
2: the kids. Yeah. yeah. Or for
4: the not for the for the, at the. for the kids. For the riff or, or the bar, or the riffraff. Uh, <laughs> I
2: mean, Bill McCuddy.
4: But you know, we Makes are we, we are uh, have recently rolled out a uh, very locals forward menu mm-hmm. uh, that we will continue through the uh, off season. Uh, specifically, it started on Thursdays, but I think we're going to roll it out to the bar. And it, it's it I call it Throwback Thursdays. Actually, so what it is is we took a lot of the old Southampton dishes. Mm-hmm. Like Barrister's Burger, or um, or there was a place called Chippy's. pumper. Uh, yeah, yeah, Chippy's pumper. But some of the older stuff that they have, and some other old restaurants. But what we do is we're we're taking some of those old dishes, doing it our way, but charging. Relatively close to what that's folks such a were great idea.
2: Yeah. Wow, what a 10 good way cents? to, like,
4: honor <laughs> the area. Like it's not a... sipping soda where it's like five right. cents so. for a lime, rickey. Yeah, right. uh,
2: but... a lime Ricky. Yeah, right. Lime Ricky. Oh my god, remember those? Yeah, remember at the Princess Diner there used to be those right. um, placemats and they had all the drinks on it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, this, could slip this is gin why I became an alcoholic. We'll have your your, onion rings and your, your uh, mozzarella sticks for $9.95. And in fact, our burger, which is 8-ounce prime, we're actually bringing down to $17.95. So that's fries, cheese, and everything, right? Which right. is just so weird that I'm talking about this. I feel but like a McDonald's like, I'm, commercial. I'm, I'm but it
0: for a second yeah. because you're yes. going to continue uh, doing stand-up, which is great. I'm thrilled <laughs> for that. But you were in the Groundlings in L.A. And yeah. we lost Pee Wee last. Last year, did, yeah. you, did you last, or last month. year? Last, last month. month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you? Was he? Did he have any crossover time with you? When no, you?
4: I wish I did, right? But um, but no, I mean his presence was always felt around the Groundlings, as are a lot of talented folks that come through there. But but his character of Pee Herman was, or by Paul Rubens, was de- developed at the Groundlings, which right. is which is phenomenal because they work. Would not he just come out
2: and do the tequila thing? Was, yeah,
4: yeah, well, or, or <laughs> no, that was, yeah, uh, during your, during your, during I uh, level two or three, yeah. you, w- you work pretty seriously on, um on uh, character development. So yeah. my yeah. assumption is during that time is when they did it. But. Well,
0: wait a minute, yeah. back up a second. So you're talking about the program at the Groundlings, at the Groundlings. Where, which starts you at like Scientology at mm-hmm. one level yeah, and it does. audits you and moves but you so to does the, next. the
2: next. But so UCB. Doesn't UCB have like the Harold <laughs> and Maude? did like, that too. I but did UCB that has too. it. <laughs> you yeah. did. Because my daughter's sorry, doing both Groundlings and, yeah. and UCB. So I know that they have those yeah. kind of where you, yeah. you go so up So you
4: move ranks. up through the levels and yeah. you get to, uh, uh, if you're fortunate enough, you get into Writer's Lab. And then if you're fortunate after that, you get into Sunday Company. And
0: Who was and the biggest name stuff. when you were there? Uh,
4: well, folks Will just write. So, no, no, no. So I'm not that old. Okay, no, well, I was going to say like Will Farrell. Well, Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry had sort of uh, just had gone on, and uh, I think Jimmy Fallon had just gone on as well. As
0: Sherry O'Terry often says about this show. Not good.
4: (laughs) (laughs) This show? That was
0: was all she ever said on Saturday Night Live. She's my absolute
2: favorite. I love her, Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean to have been and to have Ramphus before Ramphus with Friars Club and yeah. you with, with Groundlings. I mean everybody's got like a different Ramfis is gig. shooting
4: a movie of Ben right now and he's already yeah. made a deal with Netflix. There
2: you go. There. IPhone
4: 14. Uh no, you know, and I also did a bunch of stand up comedy, which Bill, as you know, we uh we commiserate over that on Wednesday nights. <laughs> but it's been it's been fun and uh I you know, I kind of started the night and partnered with Felicia Madison at uh at the Westside Comedy Club because I was I had that itch to sort of be creative in that way again. And I was like, well I own this damn restaurant so and I got all this space. It's the, one of the largest restaurants on the East End. So and has
2: it been a good turnout for the comedy So comedy's on Wednesday and, yeah. and when's Jazz?
4: Jazz is Saturday the- from trivia right. uh, on Friday. Yeah. And I have to say wow. when you
0: talk to other restaurateurs out here, Ben is one of the heroes. I mean he, he they oh, you've crazy. you've worked a couple of places you've worked yeah. enough places out here yeah. that you're pretty well known. Yeah. and what you're doing in Southampton, uh, which actually would be its own show here on LTV, maybe is uh, is you're sort of wired in in ways uh, that a lot of people aren't as to what's going on out here. Yeah,
4: so, you know, and and and, and uh, I'm fortunate because uh, you know I am a local guy. I'm a Shinnecock Indian. I did grow up here. I did graduate from Southampton High School, but I went out and I also explored pretty much every major market in the country and saw some pretty cool stuff. And w- being able to come back and offer a lot of those different things that I learned in one place is is my absolute privilege to be able to do for our community.
2: So what are some of the things you're looking uh, toward the the fall and the winter doing at uh, Main Prospect whether it's menu driven or uh, entertainment driven or anything
4: yeah other. so so I I leave a lot of the menu stuff I work with uh, my chef John Trzynski so we so we come up with some pretty creative and fun stuff we have a lot actually through September and October we're doing a lot of like lobster bakes and we're actually contemplating maybe a luau just before the weather turns on so, the beach no 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 in the right there in, you know we have that massive backyard yes. so uh yeah get just laid cool. yeah, have, no, i mean you, you'll, you'll
2: have, have the flowers. he <laughs> means they'll have <laughs> the flowers hey,
4: everybody is this today? thing on I'm here this all thing week. on <laughs> Ooh, we don't work blue at <laughs> ltv <laughs>
2: And yeah, W-L-I-W. yeah. No, we kind of do oh, we kind of do uh, <laughs> yeah. uh ben it's been just an absolute pleasure having you as uh as usual um main prospect what is the website if people want to go and take yeah, a yeah ma- and- uh,
4: main prospect sh.com or at main prospect on the grams
2: great thank you so much for coming on it's always a pleasure and maybe i'll come by uh the next uh, wednesday yeah. night and Heckle. Please do.
4: Bring, Bring your largest tomato. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've to organic, though. We're in the hands. had <laughs> okay. enough of your. Heckles.
2: And they're like $50 a Yeah, yeah Okay. Yeah. <laughs> got it, got it. Thanks so much, Ben. It's yeah. been a real pleasure. Wow, we've had a really a good lineup today.
0: Yeah, I'm we... as stunned as you are. <laughs> I'm so stunned. How
2: uh, did <laughs> mean, we get these people to show up? Yeah. There amazing. is
0: nothing like Air Hampton's with Bridget and Bill. Thanks for listening. And we promise there's a good show right after this. What are we going to talk about uh, when we see you in October?
2: Oh well, I don't know. Scary stuff.
0: Scary stuff. Also, maybe we were alluding to the Hamptons Film Festival.
2: Oh yeah, maybe and, we should. Uh, uh,
0: I'm sure we'll preview some yeah. of that. Of
2: course. And
0: uh, we'll have uh, we'll have Jim Turner back. Jim, how about a uh, a, a lazy uh, Labor Day weekend song to play us out of here.
2: the fun drives anyway.
0: (laughs) And thanks to LTV that allows us to uh, shoot all this
2: here. And WLIW-FM for airing us.
1: Don't bump under that tumbleweed. Roll that tumbleweed. (laughs) Looks like Bill and Bridget's going out of town now, (laughs) y'all. See at main prospect.
0: Just gave you twenty dollars.